Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> American citizen and legal permanent resident and Afghan SIV applicant uh, is gone, even if that means service members staying for weeks or months. And of course, there's this very real possibility of more American casualties. Leaving Americans behind and leaving our uh, Afghan friends behind who worked with us uh, would put upon us and will put upon us a, a moral stain. Uh, and this is the result. Of, of very ineffective decisions, terrible decisions made by the prior administration and by the current administration. This did not have to happen. It was it was preventable. Uh, and, and let me note that's very different than the military. Our military came in at the very last moment uh, and has performed admirably, as far as I can tell, to move people out as quickly as possible. But we didn't have to be in this rush rush circumstance with uh, with terrorists breathing down our neck. But it's really the the responsibility of the prior administration and this administration that has caused this crisis to be upon us and, and has led to what is, uh, without question, a humanitarian and foreign policy tragedy. And the White House says President Joe Biden has been briefed after a rocket attack at the Kabul airport. A U.S. official says as many as five rockets were fired, but no casualties have been reported. Video obtained by CNN shows a vehicle apparently used as an improvised launcher in flames on a street in the Afghan capital. Now, this comes one day after the U.S. said an airstrike took out an imminent threat to the airport. And this video from social media shows people gathered at the aftermath of Sunday's airstrike. A U.S. official says the vehicle targeted contained at least one suicide bomber. The U.S. military says secondary explosions from the vehicle may have caused civilian casualties. Welcome back. Um, let me start off by saying on my last podcast when I was recording it, all of the initial reports were starting to come in about a bomb going off over in Afghanistan, and I don't think anybody knew as of that point what happened yet. So first and foremost, my heart goes out to the family members of all of the servicemen and women that perished uh, in Afghanistan. I, you know, it's, it's a shame, and my heart bleeds for them. My daughter is a year or two younger than the youngest ones there. So to me, a bunch of kids just got murdered, and that blood is on Joe Biden's hand. Mitt Romney in the beginning said that it's the previous and current administration's fault on how this was handled. It has nothing to do with the previous administration. It has everything to do with the current administration or lack thereof. Never has a situation been handled as poorly as what's happening right now in Afghanistan. Currently, the left hates America. They hate everything about America. This new left that has been indoctrinated since birth chooses socialism, communism, totalitarianism over capitalism, over freedom. That's what they crave. They crave that. They crave power. Led by the 
incompetent geriatric patient that is currently at the White House. Him and his administration should be removed for their incompetence. They're not handling anything correctly. Look at the catastrophic problems we are having in the United States that is all derived because Joe Biden stole the presidency. The border, nightmare. Inflation continues to go up, and if they pass these spending bills, RIP America, because inflation is going to go through the roof. Stock market's going to crash. Everything that goes along with inflation is going to happen, and the people that are going to be most impacted are all of us on the bottom. We no longer have peace in the Middle East. We are back to having our soldiers murdered by a terrorist organization. Gas prices are through the roof because Joe Biden decided it's not necessary for us to be energy independent anymore. Through Joe Biden's mishandling of the COVID-19 virus and using it as a catalyst for the Great Reset, our freedoms are being stripped away at an alarming rate. Everything about this administration has been a disaster, so it is no surprise that he made such a piss-poor decision that ultimately got our service men and women killed by this terrorist organization. Now, Joe had a speech that he came out with later on that day, which was a joke in general. He said he was going to go after the ISIS-K, which is the ones taking responsibility for the bombing. And that he will hunt them down. And they will not be safe. Well, apparently nobody is safe. Because in the attacks that Joe supposedly organized happened to take out these ISIS-K members, he ended up killing innocent civilians, a family, men, women, and children, as young as two years old. Just so he could get good PR and say that he actually did something about it and try to beat his chest like King Kong. So again, anything his administration touches goes to crap and is mishandled. What I find most amazing throughout all the airstrikes and attacks, um, lack of leadership over there from us, you have military officers that are resigning because of the lack of leadership, Millie is incompetent. I said the whole administration is incompetent, and that includes anybody working with that administration right now because every choice that they make is disastrous. Is the fact that people and organizations, it appears they're doing even more than our own military to get people out and protect them. For example, Glenn Beck. Last I checked... They got somewhere between 5,100 and 7,000 Christians and Afghanistans that they could vouch for out of the country. Glenn Beck and the Nazarene Fund is doing, in some cases, more than our military is even doing. And it's not the fault of the service members. It is the fault of this administration. You have big donors that are trying to get people out as fast as they can because they face certain death. Any Christian in Afghanistan is going to die. They are going to be persecuted. They're going to die. Any soldiers that fought for the Afghan army are going to be hunted down and murdered. This is not all fairy tales. This is not what some of the left-wing media would say is just us trying to scare people. This is fact. They've been doing this for hundreds of years. Nothing has changed. The, The common sense thing here is you're in an area that has been 
at war since the beginning of time. The country has been taken over by the Taliban. What is the difference between the Taliban, ISIS, Al-Qaeda? What's the difference between all of them? Nothing. They're all terrorist organizations. What's going to happen in the weeks, months, years to come? Are they going to band together? Is there going to be internal fighting? They're all going to try to take each other out so one can rule the country over the other? Who knows? But the one thing we can be certain of is that anybody that helped the United States, anybody that's Christian and doesn't follow their ways, anybody that was part of the resistance against them is going to be murdered. It is our responsibility to get, first and foremost, all of our Americans home. Secondly, anybody that helped us need to come home. Any Afghan that stood up for America over there to try to fight to have a little bit of freedom needs to come over here and can make a life over here because obviously they're going to share one value we all share, which is freedom. And people that come from terrorist countries like that, from dictatorships, from communists, they know better than to vote for a radical left agenda because they know what comes along with that. So they need to come home. At the end of the day, that's all that matters is let's get everybody that needs to come here, here and after that, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I disagree with us pulling out completely. I think now more than ever, we need to send troops back in and what we should actually do is retake the country and help them get even more established. But instead, Joe Biden has no regrets. He's withdrawing as planned. He's allowing the Taliban, a terrorist organization, to tell the superpower in the world right now what to do. They're giving us deadlines that we have to abide by, that we have to be out by August 31st or else. Since when do we accept or else? But under Joe Biden, we do. We accept or else and whatever comes along with that because he bends his knee. Bends his knee to China. He bends his knee to the world because, again, these people hate America. And the quicker that you realize that and the quicker that you accept that, the easier it is to understand how these things are the way they are, how messed up everything is. Just a quick side note to show you how hypocritical they are. Where is AOC and all of her gang of misfits, the squad, where are they at when they used to, you know, call for the protection over there and the raping and pillaging of women and children, and they are dead silent that the Taliban's taken over? What do you think they're going to do to the women and children? They've already said girls as young as 12 can be considered comfort wives to Taliban soldiers. No, that's a child molester. That's promising that after I molest the child, that I will marry this child when she gets to the correct age. These are not normal people. But AOC and all them, they don't obviously care about that anymore. That's unimportant to them anymore. Why? Because regimes like that are what they crave for. That's what they love. They want dictatorships. They want rule like that. They want to tell you what to do, how to do it, what you can say, what you can't say, what you can eat, what you can't eat. This is where we are. Joe Biden is just the dummy. The left is the ventriloquist. And they have their hand up his rear telling him whatever he needs to say because that's who's truly in charge. It's so bad that he just had a meeting with the Prime Minister of Israel. If you didn't see this footage, please go look it up. 
during the meeting, he literally puts his head down with his eyes closed and his hand together. Even the prime minister of Israel looks over at him a few times. It looks like he fell asleep on national television while talking to the leader of another nation. <laughs> oh, aren't you people that voted for Joe Biden, aren't you so excited with what's happening in the world? Doesn't it just warm your heart with all the things going on? The, the fact of the matter is you didn't vote for Joe Biden because Joe Biden has been ineffectual for the last 50 years. Joe Biden's a grifter. He's got by just doing whatever they tell him to do, playing the political game. Joe Biden's been caught lying multiple times. He's been caught with you know racial slurs all the time. This is what he is. This is who he is. He's a mean, nasty old man. But aren't you happy that you voted for him? Because yeah, he's got to be better than Trump, right? Trump with all of his mean tweets. Oh my God, he's so mean. Yeah, maybe Trump was harsh with some of the things he said. Sure. Did we need that? I think we did. Maybe Trump was unorthodox as a politician. But isn't that why he got elected? Aren't we tired of this political game where they smile and give you a thumbs up in your face while they're giving you the middle finger under the table? Aren't you tired of that? Because that's all politicians ever do. Promise, 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 but never deliver. It's amazing that what's happening in Afghanistan right now, I would say to myself 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would say, nah, there's no way they're going to do that. They're, they're, you're crazy. They wouldn't just pull out of there and let them leave Americans behind and not worry about it. They wouldn't just give over and well arm one of the biggest terrorist organizations in the world. They wouldn't do something like that. That's crazy. <laughs> I guess not anymore. <laughs> Ain't so crazy no more, is it? What a shame. Right now, the main focus should be on getting our people home. After that, we really need to put energy and time into the 2022 election. You have to, depending on what state you live in, go demand that they strengthen voting laws. Okay, strengthen voting laws does not eliminate anybody by race, color, creed, whatever. It doesn't. Having secure voting laws ensures that your vote counts. And it's so important that we believe that our votes actually count. Here in Florida, my vote counts. And Ron DeSantis is on a never-ending quest to make sure that it is as tight and as foolproof as possible that when you vote, you can trust that what you turn in and whatever numbers come out are what they are. Is there always going to be a little bit of cheating? Sure. But the type of cheating that it looks like we saw in the 2020 presidential election is inexcusable and should never happen. And we should have laws in place to prevent that from ever happening again. Okay. On my last podcast, I talked to you guys about the uh, legal challenge that was going on in Florida over mask mandates in schools, whether counties should be allowed to or not. And it wasn't so much about not having a mandate. It was more about having parental choice. If you want your child to wear a mask, they wear one. If they don't want to wear one, they should have the option to opt out. And you say, hey, my kid's not wearing a mask. I thought that that was a very important trial going forward. Well, round one has come in and DeSantis in the state of Florida did lose. The Leon County judge ended up ruling that it was constitutional for the school to mandate what they see fit, or the school uh, districts to see to mandate what they see fit. 
this isn't the first time that in Leon County we have brought something in front of them regarding schools that initially ruled against the state but ultimately on appeal went to a different court and we won. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with this one once all the evidence is presented to the next court. We'll go from there. Right now, there's no court dates. There's no telling when this is going to go through. So at least as of today, uh, Palm Beach County, uh, most of South Florida, and whatever other county implemented mandatory mask mandates, you will have to abide by them or you will face whatever penalties those school districts put in place. I'm sure they're all a little different than each other. And that's how that one goes. But I thought that was an important case. Hopefully, we will have a better outcome. You know, ultimately on the appeal, as far as right now goes, you know, that's another loss we had to take and it's, it's been piling up. Fun fact that I didn't personally know. And then I saw a few people post this and I had to go check for myself and I'm not saying Wikipedia is the most uh, trustworthy site by any means, but generally when it comes to relationships and marriages and whatnot, usually they put the right person in the box. So this is a little interesting tidbit that if you don't know, you'll find this is a fun fact. Christine Grady. Christine Grady's the head of the NIH Bioethics. Uh, they're the company who approves drugs for the FDA. Fun fact. Guess who her husband is? <laughs> you got it. Dr. Fraudgy himself. What a surprise. So the very person who, or at least organization, that approves drugs for the FDA, like Pfizer, her sugar daddy is the Fouch. It's just so much corruption. It's hard not to just call it out. I don't, I've struggled to see how other people don't see it, but I'm going to struggle with that my whole life because I see it one way, they see it a different way. But I did find it very interesting that the Fouch's wife is the one approving drugs for the FDA. No, you know, no conflict of interest there, right? No big deal. It's not just dumb. It's just so dumb. <laughs> How did we not see this before? How did nobody pick this up before? I didn't even pick it up before because I don't look any more or any deeper into Fauci than needs be because he disgusts me. Every time I see that little rat's face, he just disgusts me. Everything he says is a flip-flop back and forth is a lie. The latest one was, we're not going to get back to normal until sometime in spring of next year, in the April-ish month. The never-ending goalpost. But of course, he put a stipulation on that that maybe, it depends on people getting vaccinated. Everybody must be vaccinated or we're not going to make it. Really? Guess what? Your vaccines, yeah, they're currently killing people. So I don't even understand how you can mandate something that could potentially kill somebody. And there is no legal ramification for doing that. How can we not sue you that you mandated a vaccine, forced us to take it, and then if you get severely ill or you die, that there is no real legal recourse for that? I, that, I really don't understand. That, that makes you go, what country are we living in? What rights do we actually have anymore? Because I feel like they're being stripped away at an alarming rate. Like there's nothing we can do about anything. It feels that there's roadblocks everywhere we go. You try to stop these mandates, can't happen. They can still do them. It, it, you, anything with the administration, any lawsuit that you see going forward, it's almost like all of them 
get shut down. I was very surprised to see that the Supreme Court upheld the moratorium so you can kick people out. So kick those deadbeats out of your house. If you own a, a rental property and they ain't been paying you and they have no interest in paying you or they don't have the money to pay you because I know you're hurting financially because they think that because you have a couple extra homes that, oh, you got all this money. Most people put the mortgage in your rent plus a little bit more just in case things break in their house so they make a little bit of a profit and that's it. So when you go from paying your mortgage to three mortgages, I know you're hurting. So kick those deadbeats out and put some people in there that are willing to work and willing to pay. And I don't feel bad for that at all. I was surprised that they upheld that one. I was also surprised that they upheld the Remain in Mexico order that Trump did and said Biden overstepped his boundaries by getting rid of that in his first days of office. So I'm glad now those people that are awaiting uh, you know, asylum claims, you have to wait in Mexico until your court hearing. And that should slow down the southern border quite a bit. And that's a good thing because now at least it slows the influx of people. I'm not saying they're all not getting in because Joe's just letting anybody in, but at least it'll slow it down by a little bit of time because those poor ISIS agents, you can see all of them. They're under so much stress, so much pressure. Their hands are tied so badly. They can't even do their jobs, nor do they even want to show up to do their jobs. They're exhausted. They are worn out from this. And the administration, again, they don't care because that open border policy, that's a Bernie policy. That's an Elizabeth Warren policy. They love it. Let them flood in. They're totally okay with that. Want everybody in the whole world to be wandering gnomes. So that's where that's at. And last but not least, Louisiana. God bless you, poor people. That cat, that cat five that just hit there was category four, but it ramped up right at the end there. And, you know, I live in Florida. We go through hurricanes. I don't even board my house for a category one. Most all of us think that's a joke. I'm not going to lie to you. That, that's how normal it is for us down here. It's scary for people that don't live here, but for us, a cat one, because we are designed to take that type of a punishment. We don't worry about it. Cat two, I'll board up the side of the house that the wind is going to impact the most and leave the other side boarded. Cat three and up, hunker down. Everything comes inside. Everything gets boarded up. You do what's necessary because three and up, now you're getting real, real dangerous. Expect heavy power outages for minimum days, more than likely at least a couple weeks. To get hit like Louisiana just got hit again. What has it been, 16 years since Katrina? Jesus, Lord, those poor people. Um, I did hear some levees did break. There was some flooding as of this morning. Keep in mind, this is Monday morning. I, there's only been one death reported. That may rise by the time you hear this. Once daybreak comes in, um, you will end up seeing all the real damage and whatever happened overnight. Our prayers are with them for sure. Um, and we shall see. If you like what you're hearing, I'm going to end it on that note. Uh, please rate and review me. It helps me out on Apple. Uh, hit me with a star rating. Write something if you feel like it. Uh, otherwise, you can follow me at Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. You can also reach out to me. Go to uh, littlejoesconservativecorner.com or uh, littlejoecc.com, excuse me. You can go to the contact section and leave me a message. Beyond that, we'll do it again on Friday. <laughs>